Is Apple App Store pricing actually fair? Welcome to Tech First with John Fitzier. Apple's App Store has reasonable commission rates that are roughly comparable to other online services, significantly cheaper than traditional offline retail, and are generally in line with commissions at art auctions, consignment shops, and car dealerships, at least according to a new report written for Apple by hired competition and antitrust experts. Two things the report doesn't mention, only the two biggest elephants in the App Store room. The recent Basecamp email app fiasco plus numerous antitrust investigations have put Apple's App Store pricing and commissions front and center. Apple already having commissioned independent research highlighting the non-Apple revenues associated with iOS devices just added another report to the Don't Sue Us, We're Good campaign. The new study titled Apple's App Store and Other Digital Marketplaces compares commission rates at various digital and offline marketplaces. It's produced by Analysis Group. The glaringly obvious point you're supposed to get from the report, Apple's 30% app commission or 15% on subscriptions in the second year, is not exorbitant or unfair. Oh, and by the way, Apple's App Store being the only legitimate way to publish native software to Apple's iPhones and iPads is definitely not grounds for antitrust legislation. Well, they're right. On the face of it, they're right, at least on the pricing part. Google Play has pretty much identical payment standards. Apple is even slightly cheaper than Amazon's App Store in a couple of particulars. The Samsung Store is about the same. The Microsoft Store is pretty much identical. Steam's pricing is equivalent. So is the Xbox Store, the PlayStation Store. And at the same time, Chinese app stores from players like Tencent or Vivo or Huawei or Xiaomi are often more expensive. And the report actually totally misses the point in two major ways. The first is preferential treatment. If you are a giant that Apple needs on the platform because otherwise its customers would vote with their feet and buy Android devices, Apple has a secretive program that allows you to essentially break the App Store rules it established from the beginning and accept payments in-app without paying the Apple tax, without paying Apple any percentage or royalty. Recipients of this special treatment include Amazon, where you can buy movies from Prime in-app without paying the 30%. Other beneficiaries include Altice One and Canal Plus. Apple says that on qualifying premium video entertainment apps, customers have the option to buy or rent movies and TV shows using the payment method tied to their existing video subscription. And in a statement, Apple said that this was a, quote, established program, unquote, but no mobile expert I've talked to knew about it. And I'm pretty up on most Apple news, and I hadn't heard about it either. It also flies in the face of not just App Store guidelines as they existed in the past, but App Store guidelines as they are currently available right now. App Store guidelines include these two points, 3.1.1. If you want to unlock features or functionality within your app, subscriptions, in-game currencies, game levels, that sort of thing, access to premium content, you must use in-app purchase. And guideline 3.1.3a 
apps may allows, allow a user to access previously purchased content or content subscriptions like magazines, newspapers, books, audio, video, that sort of thing, provided that you agree to not directly or indirectly target iOS users to use a purchasing method other than in-app purchase. And your general communications about other purchasing methods are not designed to discourage use of in-app purchase. Well, let's be serious here. When you provide preferential treatment via secretive backroom deals for strategically significant companies, but the little guys have to play by the public rules, there's a fairness and integrity problem. And if Apple doesn't fix it, guess what? Lawmakers probably eventually will. The second elephant is alternative models. Look, contrary to the impression you'd get from Apple, the App Store guidelines were not written on tablets of stone and delivered to mobile developers on the slopes of Mount Sinai. They were invented and they can be changed. And there are other revenue models that could work and be fair for all parties. For instance, uh, perhaps the current App Store pricing, which is 30% or 15% in the second year for subscriptions, that might be prohibitive for content streaming apps like Spotify or Netflix. Apps like that operate on razor-thin margins. They have heavy royalty payments for their content. So other options are possible, right? You could do a one-time commission, maybe for uh, a SaaS software or something like that. That would be equivalent to a salesperson getting a one-time commission for establishing a new customer relationship. You could do an app store listing fee for companies above a certain size or companies with above a certain number of installs. You already have that in some sense because to be an app store developer, uh, there's a small fee for that. You could have a sliding percentage for different industries or verticals of various types of fees. And you could do that based on the, the basically how profitable different industries are. And you could also do a sliding percentage by number of users or number of customers. Right? Take your pick. Support them all, perhaps. Uh, pick a few. Any way you slice it, there's a lot of options that would compensate Apple fairly for the very real work it does to build and maintain an app store that is largely free from malware and bad actors, but also be fair to app publishers and mobile businesses. And of course, that would offer a better hedge of protection for Apple, uh, which antitrust lawyers and legislators are always looking for ways to bring down big tech or in Europe, of course, to shake down big American tech for every euro they possibly can. So fairness, flexibility, and openness are Apple's biggest protections against antitrust investigation now. And uh, on that other point about the App Store being the only entry point to iPhones and iPads, well, the company may have to come up with some additional rationale there. Thank you again for joining us. This is John Kutz here with Tech First. Whatever platform you're listening on, please rate it, review it. That'd be a massive help. Subscribe. That would also be wonderful. And have